communication and, and a friendship ever since then. And, and while we've never met, you know, it's just like <laughs> one of those kindred, kindred spirit uh, yep. uh, relationships. And he's a person, an athlete, and, and what he's trying to do with the Triumph Project. Anyone uh, try to support it in every way. Great. So now um, you just mentioned that you had a project of your own. So I'm I'm on I'm the only one on this podcast so far that doesn't have a project. But um, <laughs> why don't why don't we just why don't we just start it right there? Let's just start off with your project, and it's called the Aegon Project. Is that, am I pronouncing it right? Yes, and uh, it's it's done, and and a much or self-promotion and mm-hmm. and so I I it was not something that you know went anywhere beyond mm-hmm. um, my own uh, need from it and so okay. uh, Aegon is um, a Greek word for uh, suffering to struggle yeah. you know, if you think of uh, agony or agonizing that's where uh-huh. it comes from and where you know, I, I've always been a cyclist. Uh, that's the, the sport that's carried me throughout my life. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have the genetics to be a professional, but I always wanted to see how far I could push myself uh, on the on the bike. And it, it originally started as a uh, desire to see if I could, you know, in, in, in other words, hack uh, my way into uh, – you know, uh, being an elite or mm-hmm. pro uh, cyclist. And I, I mold that idea over for a long time and it, it didn't really ring true to me, but you know, not only that, it just it didn't seem, you know, even feasible. So it was kind of a, <laughs> uh, a, a hollow uh, project, mm-hmm. but with a lot of reflection, you know, what, it, what I realized I wanted to get out of, uh, doing something on the bike uh, was much deeper than that. And so, you know, I had the fortunate opportunity after I finished medical residency to uh, devote a lot of time to uh, cycling. And Mm -hmm. what ended up coming out of this endeavor was about three years of uh, picking the hardest cycling races, uh, amateur, obviously, around Mm -hmm. the, the world to uh, train and race in and the Aegon project, what that ended up becoming was a, a means of exploring the reasons why we put ourselves through the pain and suffering of sport, <laughs> right. um, from a athletic and philosophical scientific perspective. And, um, so while I was training racing for all these things, I was, you know, jumping into the the research and papers that have been written on pain, suffering, and sports, you know, going back to uh, Olympic era to, uh, you know, current studies on, on pain and, mm-hmm. and how we respond to it as athletes and individuals. And just really exploring that uh, during that time and um, documenting that uh, much as much as Jeff has uh, mm-hmm. for the Triumph Project. So that uh, that was from about 2012 to 2000, yep. the end of 2014. 
And, and it sounded like, you know, and, and I was, I, I'm fortunate enough to read the the old blog posts that you had done with it. So it was in prepping for this conversation, I had to, you know, again, the privilege of reading all these. And it was, uh, it was, I loved how they started out and then it became, you, you said it before, it became kind of philosophical, right? So on the surface, it sounded like you just wanted to, and I, I wrote down some quotes, um, acceptance and endurance of, of pain and suffering and push the limits of the, in parentheses, average human body. Um, but then I think you also got a little bit of, you also got philosophical in a lot of these blogs because during that time, um, that was the year that the Boston Marathon bombing happened. Um, you had also brought in some of your past reflections on cancer patients that you had worked with. So it was really, it was your writing was really interesting to kind of dive a little bit deeper into your mind versus more than just the physical side of it. So was that something that just kind of came out of it, or was that your intent from the beginning? It was certainly my intent because mm-hmm. I don't think you can separate the mental from the physical uh, side of um, not only why you do something, but also uh, the experience of it. So there's a mental mm-hmm. suffering that you incur when you're training and when you're racing that, that parallels uh, the physical. And mm-hmm. so you, you have to understand both in order to, uh, in, in, as, as an athlete, you know, be able to uh, utilize it uh, to your benefit. Yeah. And so I think the great thing about, you know, our podcast and our listeners, which is why you are, going to resonate with so many of us, we're all endurance athletes. Um, your background is cycling. Uh, I'm a triathlete. Um, a lot of our listeners are all the above. But it's interesting, you know, I'm having this conversation now with my daughter, who is 11, and she is on a competitive swim team and is doing very well for her age. But the conversation revolves around suffering in sport, right? So all her, a lot of her friends outside of swimming play soccer and softball and non-suffering sports. Yet here I'm trying to explain to my daughter that in order to go faster, you have to suffer. <laughs> it's just a weird mm-hmm. conversation having with an 11-year-old who's looking at you like, why is it supposed to hurt, right? So here you are, you know, doing the same thing, and you're as a, an accomplished cyclist, you're digging in even deeper to it. And what what was some of the outcomes you got out of it, if any? Uh, that you can always push harder. Right, exactly. Okay. And um, that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And that the the pain and, and suffering, no matter the outcome, um, and I say that obviously with an asterisk um, right. regarding, you know, injury or uh, doing mm-hmm. something um, not, you know, stupid, uh, that it, it is worth it regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're on the podium or not. Um, and, and that goes to the example that you mentioned about um, some of my patients that I've had the, the yep. privilege of working with. And, you know, what we what we do as at endurance athletes um, benefits us outside of the gym, outside of the, the pool and the track and um, in such a way that it allows us to better endure um, as – uh, as humans, as throughout mm-hmm. our life, yep. and you know, ultimately, I, I mean, to to get to the punchline, I think that is why we do 
what we do is, is to not only better endure um, as athletes, but to endure better endure, you know, in our, in our life in general, because mm-hmm. obviously life is challenging. Life is hard. Right. It's not right. And you need to endure, and and that's ultimately what uh, I think the sport is teaching us. But with regard to our, uh, I'll give you a specific example um, that I mentioned in my blog was um, a woman that I was taking care of uh, in the hospital who had um, metastatic uh, pancreatic cancer. And the first time I met her, I uh, walked into her room, and she had... Uh, Nike advertisements all over yes. her, yep. taped up to on her wall, and uh, you know, obviously, struck me as uh, something unique for uh, a patient in the hospital. And uh, so, I sat down and started talking to her, and I asked her about the uh, the ads, and she she said, "Oh, I'm a runner, and you know, I compete in a lot of 5Ks, 10Ks, and uh, I've done a couple half marathons and." And she shared a little bit more about her um, her athletic history. And mm-hmm. it's funny, you know, she didn't consider herself an, an athlete. And I, we, you encounter right. that a lot, like, with people who, who run as much as they are. But, you know, I, I'm not an athlete. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you are. You are. <laughs> right. It's okay to take that on and, and identify yourself as an athlete. And so I asked her outright, I said, has all your training – and racing that you've done, has that prepared you for to, to better cope with uh, cancer? And she says that she said that it, it had, that it, it allowed her to uh, cope with chemotherapy uh, better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't actually too much longer after I had that encounter that a um, uh, scientific paper came out showing mm-hmm. that exact thing that athletes who endurance athletes um, are better able to cope with stress uh, outside of their athletic lives, mm-hmm. which was kind of a, a hypothesis that I had on the Acon project, like that it will translate into other activities in your life. And, and so that actually is more to be true. Yeah. And I think it's great. And it goes along to, um, you know, again, why Jeff and I are doing this podcast, it's it's more of a lifestyle, right? So for all of us, it's, you know, a lot. we're all type A personalities. We all train and we have to get our training in. But at the end of the day, if we miss the training, it is not more, it is physical, but we know that, you know, if you miss one day of training, you'll be okay. But I think for a lot of us, it's more mental right? It sets up the rest of your day. So, and it sets up the rest of your week and your month and and your life, and it becomes part of your life. And that is good and bad, right? It can become all encompassing um, to the the detriment, but also in your your example with some of your patients, um, it also allows you to cope with other areas as well. So uh, I think, yeah, that was just great reading your blogs and, and kind of taking your medical background and what you've done. Um, so let's take this one step further. So from the Aegon project came, I, I think, correct me wrong, came your current company, Sound Probiotics, or was there a gap in between? Or, or kind of give us a little bit of bridge that gap between the two, Mark. When I was training and racing as much as I was, I was obviously trying to dial in every single element of uh, that um, 
those those aspects you know I, I wanted to have the best nutrition that I could I wanted to have the best equipment and training mm-hmm. that I could and um and so as a, as a physician I jumped right into the, the research into uh athletic um nutrition and uh one thing that was striking to me um you know, even prior to that whole project starting was seeing mm-hmm. a lot of athletes, um, you know, TJ Van Gardner comes to mind, uh, dropping out of races, um, you know, quite often. You'd always see an article mm-hmm. in the news saying so-and-so uh, had to drop out due to a cold or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, why, why is this happening? Why are these athletes at the pinnacle of health getting sick? And so that led me to, you know, looking into the research behind uh, athletes and immune function. And, uh, you know, as it turns out, pushing ourselves this hard can actually uh, weaken our immune function. So we we ride this razor's edge of optimal (laughs) health and uh, illness. And so that, um, you know, that explained why it was occurring at these uh, for athletes. And, of course, you talk to your friends and, you know, they're, they always can be coming down with illnesses and, and so forth. And, um, I didn't want to, um, you know, have all the, the, the training and, and racing mm-hmm. and traveling I was doing. I didn't want that to obviously go to waste. I was sacrificing, you know, half a lot, um, <laughs> to be able to do this endeavor. And so, you know, how can I, how can I ensure that, all this is going to be uh, effective and I'm not going to miss a race and so forth. My biggest concern was making it to the, right. the starting line. The start line. Yep. Yep. And so um, looking at immune function and athlete is where um, that led me to the research on probiotics and probiotics uh, in athletes. And uh, just found it very fascinating that the, you know, even at that time, there were several studies out there that showed uh, probiotics had improved immune function and in turn allowed athletes to uh, um, not get sick and in turn mm-hmm. uh, train better and mm-hmm. uh, perform better. And so, uh, you know, I thought to myself, well, this is, you know, this is the athlete's insurance policy. I, I, right. I, I need this and why have I not <laughs> heard of probiotics and athletes? And so, uh, but what I also realized was that probiotics um, had strain-specific effects, and so they're almost like their own little medicines, and the physiological effects that they have in the body mm-hmm. are dependent upon the strain itself. So you couldn't just go to the, the shelves and, and pick any old bottle and say it's mm-hmm. going to provide those the effects that you want. You couldn't just eat a cup of yogurt and say it's going to uh, provide you those benefits. And so... When hey, Mark, excuse me, I'm going to stop you. Is, it, is this specific to athletes or people in, or anybody? Um, the strain itself, is it specific? Uh, no, strain-specific effects across the board. So there are probiotics that are beneficial for uh, certain uh, gut disorders, mm-hmm. uh, for travelers' diarrhea, uh, mm-hmm. for immune function, and even now there's there's research on you know probiotics for for skin infections and gotcha. okay. mood and so forth. So it's not necessarily uh, that it's just uh, for athletes, but mm-hmm. because athletes suffer from uh, impaired immune function, it makes it particularly beneficial for athletes. Got it. That makes Thank sense. Thank you. Yes, it does. I just want to. Yep. Thank you. Keep going. Yep. Okay. So you were looking for and the so specific I, one, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, the, there have been you know several strains that have been shown to be uh, effective, and so um, I went to the shelves to, to look for those and didn't find them. And so, uh, you know, I one thing led to another, and my brother, is a triathlete, uh, mm-hmm. said, you know, this is something that we as athletes would want to use. Uh, ergo, I'm sure other mm-hmm. uh, athletes would as well. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial bend, and uh, we here we are uh, two years later, and, um, you know, running things ourselves, bootstrapping it, but having mm-hmm. a, a heck of a time uh, doing it, meeting all sorts of great people, and, you know, hearing their stories has is, is probably been one of the most rewarding uh, things I've experienced both as an athlete as well as, you know, as a physician. For that matter. Mm-hmm. And so fairly new company, um, but you guys have some pretty major athletes um, on board with you. I, I guess they'd be sponsors, but they're definitely using your products. I noticed um, Team Cannondale, they, they, they are a user of your product, specifically riding on the tour. Is that correct? It is. They reached out to us uh, the end of last year, and uh, their head of nutrition, uh, you know, fully recognizes the benefits of uh, probiotics for athletes and mm-hmm. um, professional tour riders getting sick is uh, a common occurrence. And so right. uh, we were happy to support uh, them, and, you know, it was – <laughs> Why <laughs> they made it to the podium on the tour, but uh, I'm right. sure there are many other things that uh, <laughs> helped them along the way. But uh, no, they they are an incredible team and, and incredible people to work with, and we've been fortunate to work with uh, Team Nova Nordisk uh, as well, okay. and, and several other individual uh, pro cyclists and athletes and the others. So yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. Team USA took us, or several teams and athletes took us to Rio. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, I can't express enough how incredible it is to have those athletes uh, use your product uh, that you created, you know, that you have passion behind and uh, to see benefit from. So it's been a thrill. Yeah, and it's, um, I think I was on your Facebook page that you guys posted an article that said, number one rule for tour riders, don't sneeze on the buffet. So um, I guess when you're out there for 21 days, you know, they, they've done all the training to get to that point. So the last thing they want to do is have anything set them back, specifically something as, I'll use the word frivolous for lack of a better word, but a cold. Right, and we all know how miserable you are when you get just a simple common cold that could last, you know, ten plus days. Um, so here you guys are coming in, and you know, I I think I equate what you guys are doing is it's the thing that we know we have to do and and be mindful of, but it's something that we don't really pay attention to until it happens, right? Till we get sick. Yeah. Right. Um, anecdotally, I my last race of this year was. Um, Ironman Maine 70.3 and I had done all the training all summer and I'm up at the race with my wife and daughter and the day before walking around town and I just wasn't feeling myself like I was I didn't uh-huh. want to eat anything I I felt like something was coming on 
And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I did all this training to be sidelined by whatever exactly. it was that was bugging me, right? So so that's my – thankfully, whatever it was passed, and it could have just been I don't know what. But but the point of my saying that is because as athletes – and Jeff and I had this conversation. I know if I swim every – you know, three times a week and bike four days a week and run five days a week, I will be able to swim, bike, and run faster. But if I can't get to the starting line and I can't recover and my nutrition is all messed up, then throw that all at the window. So – it's hard as athletes, I believe, to see something that you guys are doing and saying, okay, I might take it for a year and, you know, it, I'm only going to notice it when I get sick. So, but it seems like to your point, the, the doctors and these high level athletes coming to you saying, you know, what, we, we just want to check every single box and it's a small box, but Hey, if you get sick and you can't ride at your best for, for 10 days, and that's a huge deal. Um, I also know you have some Kona athletes that are taking it as well. So again, you know, triathlon is an old another game because it's one day, right? To my story, if you mess, if you're sick on that one day that you have to be there, then your your whole six months of training is out the window. Right, and you know the the discounting of our future health is just kind of ubiquitous across mm-hmm. humans. Like where we we put off what should be healthy to do right. now, thinking that we're not going to get sick later. That's see it all the time um and we do that as as athletes uh as well but the thing is like it's not just the uh, the training that affects our our immune function and turn our performance you know as professional athletes that's their job and so they can reduce you know every other variable uh and in turn uh, the stress that it induces but for us you have to also balance a full-time job right uh family uh, travel and nutrition that doesn't come with us. Those mm-hmm. are other variables too that can affect uh, your your performance. And so you add all those things up, and it does have a negative effect on your ability to recover from uh, you know big training blocks, travel, mm-hmm. uh, races, and, and so forth. And so this is. This is, like you said, that checkbox, making sure mm-hmm. that every other thing that you put in there uh, is not wasted. Right. And, um, you know, as athletes, we, we you know, and I'll admit this myself, you know, our priorities are a little um, opposite. They <laughs> should be the most money and effort you should put into is your nutrition Right. And, and, and diet and your training plan. You don't need the six thousand uh, <laughs> dollar wheel set. You know right. that's that that might shave a couple seconds, but your nutrition is going to be uh, paramount to even getting to the the starting line in the first place. And and so I I, I think that paradigm is changing uh, mm-hmm. in in sport as a whole. And uh, because we see it with the, some of the coaches that we deal with in the NCAA, who are athletes just eat like crap, and mm-hmm. um, and we're trying to get you know you've got to be eating better, and they, right. you know those those guys they get 
McDonald's and still perform at the highest level, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they start with that foundation and build from there. And so I think that understanding is, um, is coming along and, and as the science uh, catches uh, other elements. Well, yeah, and I think to you know to that point, you know, nutrition has always been an afterthought for a lot of reasons. Um, it it doesn't kill quickly make you faster, but also mm-hmm. you know nutrition has been pretty awful, <laughs> you know, right, as far right. as. Um, but you said something; it's come a long way, and I think you guys are right, like right place, right time. Because I mean, my whole drawer in my office right now for work is full of. You know, I won't name the names, but they're all names we all use because I actually enjoy the taste of these bars right now and, and these products where um, – so I think – and as athletes, endurance athletes, we are getting older, right? So it's not the 21-year-old. It's mostly, you know, I'm 43. So it's it's more that 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old now. So now it's like, you know, I can't recover on Twinkies and soda. I actually need to pay attention to what's going on. Um, and you also made a good point about, um, you know, as as we're not professionals or I'm not. Um, so I don't get the nine hours of sleep. I can't nap during the day. I, I'm in contact with a lot of people during the day. I travel a lot for work, uh, have a child. So you're surrounded by that. So. I think those are the little ancillary things we need to pay attention to more than the, you know, $6,000 aero wheels. So totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I hope that the, the, the research for uh, nutrition and, and uh, supplements continues to expand in the athletic field. You know, majority of it is, I'd say, more within the strength era mm-hmm. arena and, you know, the equipment itself. Um, but it's coming along, you know, that being said, um, I think athletes also make the best, you know, N of one studies, uh, <laughs> simply because you, you really need to dial in what's best for you. That was one of the biggest things I learned starting out, uh, you know, even with a coach, what, what me and you can, you can listen to advice up and down from different people about you know, what's the best uh, bar and so forth. But until you try it right. in, in practice and, uh, you know, race simulated training, uh, you're not going to be able to perform as, as well as you should be uh, until you figure that out. And I guess, yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice is figure out yourself first and foremost and figure out your training. It's uh, a big difference. I, I think back on the first year or so of my, my, uh, like if I could go, I would, those would be, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Mark, can you repeat that? You cut you cut out for a second there. Uh, I I just said that if I could go back and talk to myself as yes. in that first year of my project, it would be right. your priorities are nutrition and dialing in that first. Don't worry about 
the new wheel set or right exactly uh, or or whatever piece of equipment you're lusting after uh, I, I think so that would be my biggest piece of advice for athletes starting out would figure out your salt needs and uh, your nutrition needs on race day that's imperative and I think you just nailed it right there you know as athletes you know personally anecdotally n equals one I'm getting faster as I'm getting older and it's not because I'm training more it's because I'm training smarter but more importantly I'm I'm taking care of everything else around me um, recovery uh, and and nutrition and everything else so yeah (laughs) unless you're that 18 year old that's able to just blow by me on Twinkies and Mountain Dew, then uh, definitely, definitely good advice. So we are coming upon 30 minutes, and I told you I'd keep it to that. Um, I want you to leave us with information on where we could find your products and how we could get it, please. Absolutely. We're on soundprobiotics.com. We're also on Amazon, and we will be launching in Amazon Canada and Amazon UK, as well as several other European countries uh, in the coming weeks. And so extremely happy to, to see that growth. But last but not least, like I, I think I told Jeff that I didn't want this podcast to necessarily be about sound. Uh, I know. <laughs> and, and so if I had to leave with a, you know, a final piece of advice is yep. one, prioritize nutrition and hydration and don't do that on race day. Um, <laughs> don't figure it out on race day. Right. And right. Two is just to say that it's worth it. All mm-hmm. the pain, the suffering that we, that we endure as athletes is worth it. And uh, it'll pay dividends, you know, in in your ability to, uh, cope with uh, the, the suffering outside of life and, uh, you know, regardless of the, the podium position, uh, it's about uh, you and, and your race and your ability to endure. Perfect. Mark, that was great. And um, thank you so much uh, again. As a first guest on the Triumph Project podcast, you, uh, you set the bar pretty high, so kudos to that. And uh, Jeff and I truly appreciate your time and effort, and uh, and I'm sure our, a lot of our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. So uh, once again, Dr. Mark Stephanie of Sound Probiotics and the Agon Project. Mark, thanks a lot for your time, and hopefully we can connect soon. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Oh, is is this is this? Uh, I'm looking for the Triumph Project, um, the Prince of Pain. Is uh, did I call the right number? Hello. The, the House of Pain. No, House of Pain. That's an old rap. Uh, I never got into that stuff. I was looking for the Prince of Pain. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if if this was him or not. I've heard a lot about him, um, and I was curious if. If I could talk to him, I have a wish list. Hello? What is your wish? Well, 
Do you have a minute? I have more than a minute. Two minutes? I have 60 minutes. Well, actually, what I was hoping is that you could just um, basically hear me and what I wanted to share with you because I feel as if um, we got off to the wrong foot. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. Yeah, I'm fucking the Prince of Pain. Shit, I saw the intro. I saw the intro. Hello. Uh, that's my fucking ass right there. How you like them apples? I'm holding my note up with my phone number on it. I just like my intro. It was really good, actually. I was. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation, actually, with Mark. Um, because what's funny is that I, you know, I met him, you know, virtually, if you will, years back. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew a little bit about his kind of his story, but not a whole ton. And so the, the interview was actually enlightening for me as well to figure out kind of like, oh shit, I didn't, you know, I didn't know the whole, uh, you know, the, the go at it for the pro cycling thing. I mean, wait, it brought some value to this thing. I, I, that's why I'm saying I'm surprised. I'm like, I can't believe you. You're you surprised. Gold, you get a gold fucking star. <laughs> I get to stay on the pay, the Triumph Project payroll for another month. Yeah, man. Yeah, we get, we get, we pay ourselves weekly for those that don't know. Uh, there's a huge, huge uh, fund of, um, of zero that we collect from each and every day. And we actually, we actually tip ourselves with air. So uh, why don't you and I breathe in real deep? Right. Ooh, how's that for a pat on the back? Actually, as with this sport of triathlon, this podcast actually takes money out of our pocket because we have to um, spend time away from our real jobs doing this. That, that's, that's fucking true. But that, that is true. But it's for a good cause. I, I hope. I, I, I mean, you got to get some good stuff going on here. Well, I mean, so, so. It's funny, all the stuff that you guys talked about, because mm-hmm. I'm just going to shift gears straight into it, because... Okay. Hey, can I stop you for one second? No, absolutely fucking yeah, not. Yeah, hold on. Stop, stop, So stop, I'm going to keep going. Stop. You, right there. you stop it. You hang up. <laughs> Go ahead. So, could I just say that this new recording sounds way better than the first three that we did? Well, you know what I'm hoping? What are you hoping? I played... Well, I bought a fucking mic here. I spent money to get this mic. Uh-oh, we're, this... now we're in the hole. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. See, I, I buy this big, this fucking mic. It's got some, I don't know, screen on the front. I didn't, I, I, look, I'm not a singer. No, no shit. Right. You know, this looks like that stuff on TV. And so I get this big, this big mic and it has this USB thing. And so I order this other piece that's supposed to connect the USB. Well, I, you know, did I get that shit right? No. So I get this <laughs> mic sit on the fucking table. And I'm right. like, I, this morning, you know, to the podcast, I'm like, fucking damn it you know like i'm just staring at it and then now there's an update and so now it's now it's like is it gonna make the mic moot i mean pretty much maybe i don't know but my okay so what i wanted to say was that i'm hoping the music comes through better because i've been messing around with how to get that because it's been bugging the shit out of me i know that change in the interface you know what i'm saying like coming from spreaker to now using anchor right and it's like i even wrote to them yeah yeah so get this, you sent me a message, right? Because I've, yep. I've been pissed off about this music thing. Because it sounds like yes. shit. And it's pointless to play the music if it sounds like it's in a bathroom, you know, <laughs> under cover. 
I'm like, yeah, how pumped up are you? You know, like I'm on the crapper. Yeah, exactly. And so I, 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 you sent me that text and I, and I'm like, oh, okay, shit. You know, I sent him an email. It took like four days to get a response. Right. Well, they have like three people working at Anchor. I, okay. Well, they're, they're probably, we're probably sharing the same payroll pool. Right. <laughs> exactly. so, so I feel them, you know, I right. feel them. And, uh, and so super nice, like writing back and everything. They're just mm-hmm. like, Hey, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. You can't like upload tracks pretty much. You can do background music mm-hmm. or you can add like a song to your station, but yep. it's like trying to be, uh, you know, I'm not trying to like be a Pandora, you know, I maybe people want to do that. Like add music. I just want yeah. to play the fucking music so that you can hear the shit. I like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be a DJ, but, um, right. Anyhow, so no luck there, but I mean, obviously they're nice enough to write back because you know some places well, don't even give you that. Well, Slim Shady came through loud and clear this time, so I liked. Definitely came through better. I liked it, but the whole interface of you and I talking right now sounds a lot better. Oh, good. Well, the only thing I noticed is I can't put the phone up to my ear; it's still on speaker. So I'm like, okay. Well, well it's yeah. funny because when you called, it was on speaker on my phone, and I had my headphones plugged in, and I just plugged them back in. And now they work. So do you have do you have earbuds? No, I have Skull Candy uh, Skull Crushers, and I have oh. absolutely no idea how when I plug those in you hear me because I don't see a mic port on it in here, uh, you know, like with the other things. But I've used them before, and you just, I guess, huh? We'll have to try it at some point. Apparently, anyhow, well, we got so okay, cool. So I just totally, I was just pretty psyched with the interface with between you and I, but that's irrelevant because it's not about you and I; it's about everybody else. Well, it's, I, I want to make it more about me, to be honest well, with you. No, that's why I jumped in and said, no, you can't have a Try On Project podcast by yourself. <laughs> I, w- I want in on this train. I want in on the, on the gravy train. <laughs> no, so, so, so Mark, let's to... get back to the real reason why people are listening to us. Yeah, no shit. Let's talk about how I grew up. Yeah, please. My favorite color is blue. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so Mark, he... he uh, we kind of interfaced like electronically, right? Yep. This was way the fuck before the journey was going anyway. And how did he find you if the journey didn't start? Well, it didn't start yet. I think, I think he had just seen something um, on the social media platform. Got it. And, uh, and it was, I mean, like you're dabbling to amateur porn. Pretty, pretty much. Got it. And again, I mean, that's why the bank account isn't much, uh, isn't padded. I don't, you know, (laughs) I obviously didn't perform. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't perform. All right. I'm three cups of coffee deep after an hour workout. So that's why I'm a little jacked. Wow, right now. You're, so, you're a fire. Let's go. <laughs> so so he, he's reaching out and he's telling me about how, you know, he started up his own thing. I mean, he, he, he was very adamant about like, you know, when I asked him if he'd do the podcast thing and kind of share some of his stuff, he was like, yep. I don't want to make it about sound probiotics. Right. You know, and, um, and I, you know, I commend that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's cool. But, um, but when him and I were talking, you know, he was conveying to me the pain in the ass, uh, um, logistics that he was going through with that project. We sort of connected on the fact that uh, I, was, gotcha. I had a really hard time getting anything going. It's yep. like everything I tried to do, it just would fall off or whatever. Right. And so him and I kind of connected on that front and we're kind of like laughing about, you know, basically war stories of mm-hmm. starting your kind of, you know, I don't know, some, some pipe project. And so we kind of connected there and he, he was like, no, man, I really want to help you out and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so 
sound probiotics type thing, but just in general, the probiotic. Mm-hmm. And I got this, I got this crazy kind of uncle over here. Um, I call him, I call him the crazy uncle because he's like nu- nutrition guru, you know, kind of like goes into everything. He's written book, a book. Uh, and so when we started the journey, you know, he was giving me some advice Yep. and, um, and he said that, you know, like the two things that he was a huge, huge, uh, believer. And he actually thinks that it was, it was to the credit of why I was able to do what I was able to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying speed or any of that shit. It, no, you're the finisher. Sure you could do it, but yeah, to finish in the way finish that I did, it. like, wasn't hurt, whatever. Um, I liked your backhanded mushroom. insult to me, by the way. Whatever. What was that? I liked your backhanded insult to me, by the way. <laughs> what was that? Oh, you could even, you could finish it. So. No, no, no. <laughs> I truly believe, uh, I, no, cause I, I would have a way better insult than that. I, I truly believe that there – I would guess that most people like listening to this or even people maybe not even listening to this could do those 21 days. Mm-hmm. I think I think that most people can do it. I think that the only thing that might define um, the ability to kind of get it done would be mm-hmm. the mental piece. Whether no, right. someone exactly. wanted to do it. Right. I don't doubt really the physicality of it because right. I feel like – I don't know. I mean, yeah. The, the, the best line, I know we're getting off track, but the best line a guy in my office gave me before, and when I told him I was, when I was doing this summer, and he knows what I do, but he's new to our office. He goes, you're doing what? And I said, you know, it's a 70.3, blah, 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 blah. He goes, and he goes, how long is it going to take you? And I said, you know, um, right, you know, a little over five hours. He goes, I don't like to do anything pleasurable for five hours, <laughs> let alone something that's going to hurt. I'm like, that's a great point. I don't think I want a Swedish massage for five hours. So yeah. I, all I, all I heard right there is that it sounds like that guy needs a colonic. <laughs> he seems way uptight. <laughs> Welcome to my world outside of yeah. triathlon. I'm just, I'm just shit. Uh, so go on. So Mark, yeah. and he was talking to you about the nutrition side, right? So you, 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 you were into the mushrooms. Yeah. I was into mushrooms. And so my, my, my crazy uncle basically just said that the mushrooms <laughs> and the probiotic, Yep. were the two biggest, you know, uh, thumbs up things mm-hmm. that I, that I chose to do, you know, and my basis behind that was kind of like the mushroom, the anti-inflammatory stuff. And then the yep. probiotic was like the whole gut health thing. Like right. I didn't want to deal with, you know, process problems or, you know, getting sick, whatever the hell you want to say. But those were, those were just where I came from and whether or not the journey was proof in the pudding, I don't know. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say like, Oh, no, it wasn't one thing ever else, but no, it's, it was a combination of everything. And I think that was my point of t- when I was talking to Mark is, you know, when I had did my last race this year in August, um, 70.3 in Maine, the day before my race, I was walking around downtown, my wife and daughter, and I felt like sick. I felt like a cold or something was coming on or a stomach bug. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I did all this training for one day and it's going to be derailed because I can't get out of bed tomorrow morning. Yeah. So th- that's when it kind of hit. Thankfully, I don't know what it was in the past, but my point is it's, it's never one thing. And the, the nutrition you never worry about until it hits you in a, as, as a negative. Right? right. So it's like you, uh, as a triathlete and you and I talked about this, it's like, okay, if I go to the pool and swim, you know, 10,000 yards a week and bike, 50 miles a week and blah, blah, blah. I know I'll get faster at swimming and biking and running. So if I take more mushrooms every morning, will I get faster? And the answer is probably not. But on the flip side, if you don't do that, what happens to your body? 
right? So it's more what if you don't do the, these good things like taking the probiotics and taking the mushrooms and doing the foam roller and doing the core work, what, what's the negative effect of it, of not doing it? Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's behind the, to me, it's all that's behind the walls shit. Right. That's the part that gets really difficult. I mean, I mean, you, you talk about satisfaction um, from, from a tangible sense when you go out and you yes. spend a shit ton of money on a set of wheels or, you know, that helmet you wanted or fuck. You know, calm down, dude. Calm down. <laughs> My dogs. Calm down. <laughs> I need to get into a soundproof recording studio next time. So can we put that on the Triumph Project no. budget as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure thing. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> No, uh, I think that it's kind of one of those things where like, you get to see something, yes. you know, you get something. And I think the stuff you put in you, it's like, yeah, how many times are you sitting, you know, you're not counting the days that you didn't get sick on your races. Like, right. oh, you know, hey, you know, hey, I made four, seven of my races, you know, no. And so I think that, you know, for me, like here, I have a, I have a story. I, I think I've told this before, but definitely not on this podcast. And I don't know if you've ever heard it, but I'm going to tell you exactly why. I use the mushrooms. I'm not going to try to tell you by science or any of this fucking mm -hmm. shit. I'm going to give you something that I personally experienced not once, but twice. It, it, so, before you tell us your story, it's going to take 32 minutes. I, yes, I, I want to say that I appreciate you telling everybody this because when I first joined Mojo and found out about these magic mushrooms, I emailed you because I saw in your Instagram posts about the mushrooms and I'm like, tell me why you like the mushrooms. This, this is hey, okay. For those that don't know, that are just listening, let me let me just fucking tell you what happened, and uh, let me get let me give a big thumbs up to this fucking touted uh, what is this upgrade bullshit on Anchor? So so let's just you and I are talking. Hey, we're in a call. So here, yeah, this is what pisses me off. So you and I can be in a call. I could get some bullshit call from someone trying to sell me insurance. Was what what the fucking phone call was, and. It shows up priority in front of what we're doing. I go to decline it, uh, and, and it kills everything. So, uh, uh, yay, um, we can have a phone call come in over everything, but I can't put my music track into Anchor. So, uh, you know, just something to chew on. Just something to chew on. But, yeah, what you were saying, because I don't know where the hell that cut off. I don't know where the people uh, – uh, heard and I don't even know if that's going to save what we originally talked about. I don't know where that went. So. I mean, let's just hope you can pull off that Jedi shit um, because I know. Can I pay a dollar so that I don't get a call and cancellation? <laughs> that's worth a dollar. Uh, Okay, so you were you you um you stopped me again because that seems to be what you're up to today. Um, and you were saying, you, I, you know, we should practice that off the air. We should practice that off the air. You were saying, Well, knock that shit off. I can't, I'm not very good at compliments, but listen, can we get through one day without you hitting on me? Ser seriously, let's just focus. Here we go. And I'm going to make this quick for you. So I don't upset you. Fuck. So 
So I get uh, my, my parents sent me an article on my birthday or uh, on or around my birthday. And they said, oh, look, here's this company that's out of uh, right behind where they live down in uh, Carlsbad in California. And they said, hey, you know, they, they make these mushrooms. And guess what? You went to school with like the scientist's daughter. I went to Cal State San Marcos. And so they're like, here, they cut out this article in the, in the Union Tribune, I think it was. And, um, and they bought a pack of, uh, of the hydration packets. I, they were called um, Energy Matrix. At, uh, that's actually what the company uh, was called, was Mushroom Matrix. And then it was Energy Matrix. So they sent me this cutout of the article, and they, and they stapled this little pack on it. And they mailed it up to me. I think I was in Washington. And I drank the stuff. I used to be taking this stuff called Zip Fizz. I used to get at Costco. Probably, probably just a terrible, you know, just a sugary type drink or whatever. But I, I had used it for motocross because I believe that the B12 helped me with arm pump. So that was my mental, my mental thing. I'm telling you, I'm not a scientist, I'm not that type of person. But, um, but the mind could be stripped. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try. Ask me about group discounts, and. Um, and so, so I get this thing, I start drinking it and I'm like, oh, was, I'm going to, you know, F zip fizz. I'm going to take this stuff. Like it's real food, you know? And this was pre me kind of being like super into healthy, like eating, clean eating, whatever you want to call it. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is better for me. It has, it has my B12 for my motocross. And so, um, so I started buying the shit from like Amazon, what have you. And I, and, and I got the, uh, the fit and the recover, which is basically just like, uh, it's just raw mushrooms, right? And there's a lot of, you know, articles out there for you to Google all that shit. But I basically took this stuff and I was taking it for a long time. And like you just uh, kind of mentioned in the beginning, you mentioned like, you know, what's the benefit behind the wall shit? And I'm like, I ran out. And so I ran out and I'm like, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't think this shit really does anything, you know, like mentally is a placebo effect. Like, you know, I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm healthy for myself, but I didn't really, it wasn't like, you know, I didn't take it. And then day one and you know, day two, now I'm like, Ooh, I'm five miles faster. Any, anything that you could like, you know, register, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, um, and so I ran out and then after a kind of like about a, uh, I want to say a couple of weeks, um, I just felt, I felt like in my training, I, I tend to be kind of, um, I mix things up, but I'm pretty consistent with my load, like the amount of stuff I try to do. Right. And so I don't have like crazy days where I'm like uber sore one day and then the next, you know, I'm not, I kind of have this like, and you might have the same thing, but I kind of have this kind of soreness that's like in the background all the time, right? I can make a variance to it, you know, by changing shit up, but it's, I, it's not like the first time you've ever worked out, right? Okay. So it's pretty much, it's pretty much what, what, what it is, right? Like that's the normal. And so so that's my baseline. And so after a couple of weeks and I stopped taking it, um, I noticed, I just felt like that week, I specifically, I'm like, well, did I, what the fuck did I do? Like I did something. I'm a little bit more sore. It's again, not fucking astronomical, just a little bit sore. And so uh, I'm like, well, that's weird. And kind of, I let another week go by and I'm like, well, and I, and I went on Amazon and I bought an, another couple of tubs. They last a really fucking long time and they're not expensive. Cause I'm not like made of money. So they were like 20 bucks, you know, and it lasts me like three, three ish months. So I'm like, Oh, that's not, that's not bad. Um, and so I start taking the shit again and I kind of got back to that, like, you know, the, uh, that subdued kind of, um, soreness. 
And so I ran out again, like this was right before Christmas. I want to say I did like six months of it, like pretty regimented. And then I, I thought I had another tub and, you know, I just kind of fucked up that way. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm out. And I'm like, well, it was probably a spoof that first time. It's probably not a real, you know, right. I kind of did that dance. And so I ran out and sure as shit, the same fucking thing happened where like my soreness was just a little bit elevated. And so that was my factor that that moment was like, okay, this shit does something, you know, I don't, I'm not fast. I'm not in, but it does something because it happened to me twice. Now, does it happen to everybody? I don't fucking know. I'm just sharing my experience with it and why I went with it. And it's the same type of a thing with like the sound probiotics. It's uh, or, or like a probiotic, I should say. Like for me personally, I don't feel like ever since I got into clean eating and all that stuff, like it is kind of like my thing to be like um, emergency was a big deal a while ago. Or if you remember airborne, all those things to me, me taking like my stuff, like I take the hydration thing, which is like my multivitamin and the, and the mushroom thing. That's kind of my my airborne, if you will. And so for me, the kiddos got sick this past week. I pulled out a Tempe, right? I, I was kind of talking about that. Woke up the next morning. Everyone's fucking sick. Minus myself. So, you know, look, can I tie that to each other? I don't know. But I wasn't laid up all weekend. So I must be doing something. And anyhow, that's all I got to say about it. So. Oh, he goes, he's brilliant. I'm not going to talk anymore. So. <laughs> nope. Well, fucking hey, you're listening to this shit because you want to hear people fucking talking. And so I'm going to fucking talk. I mean, shit. And it's Halloween. Well. Um, I didn't necessarily do that, but um, I did. I do have a little intro um, that you. I did not have you be a part of, so I'm curious um, if you're gonna like it or not. But yeah. <laughs> We're just battling over fucking <laughs> me, 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 me.
I think uh, he's going to be super happy. He's so, he's so, um, he's so like, just like calm. His voice is very like, just like, I want to say just professional. I'm like, man, I guess I should probably try to do more of that. I I don't know. Uh, I get way more animated with shit. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm just not grown up all the way yet. Um, Or maybe I just don't give a shit. You know, I don't know. Well, I'm trying. It's hard, man. It's hard to know what to do. I don't know. It's hard to know what all to, to do with all that shit. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I have a backstory about that, but I'll leave it alone. I have fucking stories. <laughs> yes and i'll bring candies and i'll drive my van without my windows go to chuck e cheese yep 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 there you go that's right Oh, there you go. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll leave my leave my backstory for another time. But yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I just, you know, I I agree. The same thing. It's like you know, it's so much easier. It's way way easier. I mean, I I try to focus on the positive from a lot of things. Like I've said this before too. We're all human, right? So you get pissed, you get, you know, you get scared, you get sad, whatever. You get emotions. Um, I tend to let my shit out. Uh, just because I'm not really good at 
you know, like kind of the bottling method. And maybe that's something I should work on. But um, I just think that it's too easy to look at all the things that don't go your way because, you know, in reality, a lot of things don't really just, you know, you don't walk outside and, you know, cars stop for you and fucking golden roads, you know, appear and people throw money at you like, oh, thanks for living. It's just that shit. You know, you got to work for shit. And I think that that's kind of sometimes the perspective that gets missed is that, you know, the beauty is in the work. And I think that we tend to focus so much on that end game of like, holy shit, you know, you're going to you're going to speed by your life, you know, to get to that end point and then go like, oh, shit, you know, wait, I, I should have spent more time doing like whatever, whatever, whatever. And, um, and I just think like if I can if I can take anything that I did for whatever that is, you know, and, and if I can share some of the positivity and if people like it, great, you know, and if not, you know, well, Hey, I, I, I kind of did my thing and I don't have any regrets about, about what I'm doing or, you know, any of that stuff. So. Um, No. Yeah, I'm into it. You want to hear some random ADD Halloween facts? So, because it's Halloween, I thought it was interesting is the whole, um, this was one thing I tied on to, but I just did some research because I thought, well, what the hell? You know, you brought up some nutrition stuff. You talked about some journey about Mark. I spit off a bunch of bullshit. You know, you're trying to get famous. And then, you know, it's Halloween. So I figure this, the whole, uh, so they, they talk about in this article, I'm such a, such a duck. Um, they talk about how Halloween, it was believed like long, long ago that Halloween was the time that our portal between our world and the supernatural world was, um, was vulnerable so that like spirits could come through and basically, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, you know, take us. Ah! So the whole idea behind dressing up spooky was was um to sort of be a trick you know and so so it's kind of interesting like i don't know like you think a ghost sees you and like a ghost outfit and goes like ah i'm good look at that okay there's my buddy you know <laughs> kind of funny but i just thought it was kind of interesting because um that was one um i don't know there's one fact that i thought was kind of kind of neat and then there was some other you know some other bullshit about like the candy i don't know i think the article started going dark it's like oh the candy industry lobbied for daylight savings time to be extended past well such and such so we get an extra hour of daylight so people can fucking buy more candy and i'm like oh, all right that's that's kind of when i drop off from that shit but bastards yeah and it Right.
That's true. I mean, you could probably you could you like you like a penny. You could take a penny. Okay, how about another one? Uh, they traditionally carved turnips, which then kind of transformed into carving pumpkin. Yep. No, I can do that today. What about you? Do you get like? Do you like get out like a router and make shit like look all pro? <laughs> there you go. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, I I still I mean, I take this whole thing as it's pretty funny to me. Um well not funny. It's actually kind of I don't really know how to take it. Um I find it weird that people um like like want like listen to the podcast, to be to be honest with you. Um I also find it kind of weird to me that people um, you know, will be like, Hey, I really like like I wrote the article about balance, you know. Um and the, and I and I just have these theories, like I said, rolls, goals, and tolls, you know. And people are like, oh, you know, I, some messages. I don't want to say like, oh, so many people, but you know, like I get these messages, like, hey, I really like that, da da da. And that, to me, it's 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 like a double. There's like double meaning to me, right? There's one side of me that I get so driven, um, in a lot of ways from 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 all of that, like knowing that something helped, right? That kind of keeps me going. But then at the same time, then I have my my sort of like. Um, inner self that's like do people like you know my, my battle goes like nobody cares like why why are you writing your article you know and I think that's that normal like I have these two sides of, of me that's going like you know like you you put yourself out there like I felt it on the journey it's like hey I'm gonna do this and then and then my mind's like nobody cares like why did what like why do you even have social media and you know and the irony was that the whole so here's why I have so I I was about to delete Facebook Okay. And we started, I started the, the, the project thing. Right. And I know I'm going down the stream. I'm just spit my thoughts. That's the whole point of this podcast. And, uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm talking to myself, quit interrupting me with myself. 
<laughs> and so, so I like had all these things and, and this original video guy who I got, you know, I couldn't deal with. Um, he was like, no, you absolutely have to have, um, you know, you have to have social media. I mean, this is, it's pointless if you don't. And I'm like, okay, so I have Facebook and he's like, no. And he was younger and he, he was basically like, what the fuck is Facebook? And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, so what do I, what, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you want me to use? You know? And he's like, you need Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. And I'll tell you right now, first off, I went on Twitter and I had no fucking idea what the point of that shit was at all. And I'm like, I'm out. I tried to do a couple things. I'm like, I'm out. I, I didn't delete it. Cause I couldn't figure out how to delete it. I just erased the app. Okay, so then then fast forward to Instagram, and I tell you what, I just about punched my phone in the first, like, couple days. I could not figure out how to post shit. And then on top of that, I would get something where it's like, uh, such and such, like made, a, like, made a comment, you know, like, shows up on your phone. And I couldn't fucking figure out how to write back. And I'm like, this is the dumbest shit. And so the, the whole fun, the funny circle of it is that, it's like my favorite app um, or, or platform or whatever. Like that's primarily what I use is Instagram. And so that was kind of how the whole thing went. But it's like going back to my whole mental thing is I think, I think a lot of that stuff, you know, kind of stems in there. It's like, you know, I don't know if it's like the doubt piece, you know, but you have those things where you're, tr- you're kind of taking those steps into the unknown and then trying to figure out like, okay, like, am I really going to commit to this? Like, what, you know, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so, anyhow, that's the basis. I don't know. I don't know. That's true. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Well, come on now. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just, no, no, I agree. I, I think, I think the positivity thing, definitely uh, there needs to be way the hell more of that. I mean, we should make a news fucking station on positivity. Like, I mean, this is fucking shit, but I mean, okay. So, this is going to be a really, really long podcast. So I, we need to figure out something that we need to leave people with because it's Halloween, you know? So, uh, I, I don't have that in my head. I'm, I'm just, I'm spitting that out loud. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying we got to, we got to leave them with something because I feel like, um, I feel like we, we, we went through this route today. This is going to be interesting for me to see how this pans out because like for those that don't, um, that are probably listening if you're still listening at this point 
this was a broken out. This was a broken out podcast. So these were done in segments. Your interview was last week, right? My intro I did this morning. And then now we're talking and we got, you know, I got a fucking sales call that killed the first part. So I have to basically now have four parts to put together. This is, hey, well, listen, if I was a fucking editor, the documentary would be done. So this is, you know, it gives me a little nervous. Like, I'm like, I hope I can connect these pieces together. And there's not funny, like, dead air or, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. We should probably gain some. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well what is what's going to happen next week Well, I think that's fine. I, I bet you. I bet you. By the time we get up next week, though, I might think of something completely different, and then fucking show goes sideways. Always better. Well, so check this out. I got something to leave with it because we never really talked about how the the whole workout, the whole off season workout type thing, right? So. This week, last week, I was supposed to originally work on the house. We're trying to build a house for those listening, and it's a complete pain in the ass. Um, love how it's going, but it's just a different stress than when we've sort of been doing a lot of remodels um, on the side. And so I was supposed to go do a bunch of work up there, and um, that didn't happen. And so I was kind of frustrated, whatever, and I went running on Sunday, and uh, I went running up the trails which I don't, I don't often trail run. That's kind of different for me. Um, I've done it a few times. Actually, the first time was when I moved here to Colorado. And so I went up and I did this. It's kind of a big climb. It's about a four-mile stint, like two out, two back. But um, I tried to, like, work hard and really, like, kind of jump up on the rocks. In my, in my mind, I was thinking, like, on the, on the workout piece, like, I'm, is it a different running technique, different, different leg muscles, what, what have you. And the reason that I got into thinking about pushing harder on this, and I'm, I'm actually very sore, is from this simple thing that happened earlier uh, in the weekend is that I was carrying Elliot on my shoulders and we were walking and I asked her if she, um, you know, if she wanted to come up on my shoulders. She said yes. And so as I was walking with her, um, I was kind of like, like kind of walking and it's kind of like a horse like trotting you know and i said hey this is like a horse trotting do you want to see what it's like to um like this is kind of what it would be like for a horse galloping you're gonna you're gonna see where i'm going with this this is the brilliance behind the shit that i do so 
So as I start uh, galloping, which is kind of like a skip, right? And I'm skipping, leading with one leg, going down the trail, and I got tired. And so she obviously, no effort for her. She's like, well, keep, keep, keep going there, you know? Yeah. Where's my spurs? And so I switched legs, right, as a lead leg. Well, guess what lead leg it was? It was the one that had all the injuries on, right? And it was a very different, a very different, I, I wasn't, I, I mean, I could feel it. Like, I didn't even do the same cadence. And, and it instantly was like, holy shit. All that stuff about the tra- strength training, I do have a weakness in this right leg. I don't know what it is or where it is. But, but I, I, I mean, I felt it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to start doing, to start doing these things. And so that's why when I was running up the trails, there's so much, you know, going up and back and forth. You know, I ping off so many rocks and so many, you know, different elevations in the, in the way that the trails are that I felt a lot of the stuff like in my right leg. Um, and so my big goal now, I think, was we were talking earlier about the off-season piece, is that I'm going to do some lunge. I'm going to do some strength training stuff for this right leg because I'm nervous that those things I hinted on about how my left knee had a big issue on the journey, I think, was from the discrepancies I've had on my right leg. And for those that are like, well, what do you mean? Like, how'd you hurt your right leg? Okay, well, I had an ACL surgery. They took part of my hamstring. I have like four injuries. So I had two surgeries on my foot. Um, one on the knee and then uh, a surgery on the back of the hamstring um, to replace my ACL. So I've, there's four, four surgeries basically that have happened on the same damn leg. Um, and so there you go. So I just think that that was really telling to me, you know, it was something that was kind of really simple. I wasn't looking to do a workout with, with Elliot, but then I went, you know, I could, feel that that and so it's like that all made sense to me and so i'm hoping that other people if you're hearing this and kind of you know if you did what i did which was like hey you should do some strength training work and i went all bullshit you know (laughs) i mean i'm just being honest i'm like oh that it makes a lot of sense to me it's something i want to do it's that behind the walls thing i'm like well i'm not gonna i mean like i can't like stop riding my bike and stuff right i did all of that i did all of it and so i this just really was like it hit me in the face like Hey, dumbass, you know, like they're saying that for a reason um, type of a thing. And when I say they, uh, people that have more experience than me. And so I'm going to try it out. That's what I'm going to leave you with and uh, suggest maybe you fucking try some shit too. Absolutely fucking not, man. I used all the fucking time for myself. What? Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, my hope, my goal is I'm looking at Oceanside, which is in April. 
And so that's what I'm going to try to, I don't know. That's what I'm going to try to do. So, and I hope to everybody else too. I, I've been slinging out some, some, uh, some of my cursing, my old self in this. So for those that thought I went soft. Shit. Well, better know it. Sorry, not fucking sorry. That's what I say. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you. Um, there's this, this band. Always a band, but this was one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites, but what? What do you mean you lost me? I'm right here. Um. Oh, I did. Okay, so I have a. I, this band is called Parkway Drive. It's one of my favorites, and um, and this is kind of one of their original albums that I came up on. But I think this is a good kind of good way to let people go out with because you'll you'll hear the words. And um, for all the whiners or complainers, we'll focus on the on the positive via um, hardcore emphasis, emphasized singing. Okay, I play for blood. Can you hear that? Okay, I'll make it louder. Here comes my part. So climb your fucking river. 